This morning we have a special guest. Yes, we do. Spring birds. Spring birds. Spring is sprung. It's nice for a background. It is. Well, well, well we, we say that as we sit right. here and hear it through the window. All right, we're going to pause this recording and listen to it. We'll be right back, folks, <laughs> just to make sure. Welcome to How I See It with me, Mark Pratt, and Justin Sternberg. This is a podcast that works to counter cultural polarization through thoughtful conversations. Okay, we're back. Nice. Good to be back. We listened to it, and we think it's okay. Yeah. But you can always leave a comment. And let us know the birds were too much. They were extra. Too yeah, extra. They were distracting. Yeah. If you thought so. Yeah. Let us know. Or if they were encouraging. Feel right. free to let us know that too. I don't know that we can guarantee the background every week. That's true. But. That's true. But we can. There is a season. Wasn't that by the birds? There's a season. Yes. yes. There yes. is a season. Right now the season is perfect because we got the window open. Yep. And it's. You know, early morning, and it's just beautiful. Yes, indeed. Temperature's beautiful. The birds are beautiful. It's good to be out. It is. I'm, I've been thinking about this, Mark. What you been thinking about? When we get to the summer months. Yeah? Where are we it's going? It's going to be hot. Oh. And then I'm going to have to run that thing. Air uh, conditioner. Air conditioner. So get ready, folks. Well, we can we adapt, might, maybe. We might be loud. Yeah. We might have to adapt. Just you have to Just bear with it. us because we it out. talk about this being a studio, but it's actually just my office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which happens to out. be our studio. It does. Yes. yes. Yes, we could sweat it out. For, That's right for one episode. So, so as you think about what lies ahead, mm. mm-hmm. we as we think of seasons, we think of summer coming. What's our topic for the morning? Our topic is thinking ahead yeah. uh, about mission statements. This idea that, um, I mean, that sounds like, <laughs> when, you, when you hear it like that or you see it written down on our topics list, mission statements, it's like, what? We're going to, what? We're going to do a whole topic, our whole episode on mission statements. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to understand the value of them in, in the bigger picture and not just the mm. value of like a mission statement, but what what values a mission statement is encompassing. So yeah, talk talk with me. Bring somebody back who just heard mission statement and they thought of the word budget or they thought of the word finance report. Corporate. Corporate industry, yes. Bring somebody mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Well, the problem with that understanding of mission statements is it's kind of nonsense, right? Like, ah. it's just jargon you throw on a wall to, to try and force a particular culture. And mm. it feels a little forced or it feels fake, right? Yeah. That, yeah. Know, I'd, I'd... Um, yeah, so in, in my view, there's, there's negative value in producing a mission statement like that. So would it be fair to say that everybody should have one as far as you're concerned? Well, I think it depends on what you define as a mission statement. But again, I think the the importance is the value mm. values behind it more so than than the the actual physical thing you produce, whether it's a mission statement or writing a list of goals. That's why I was just mm-hmm. thinking the same thing. What makes yeah. a mission statement separate from goals? And um, if I'm hearing you correctly, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I know. I, I'm kind of a. I typically <laughs> tend to be a person who doesn't put a whole lot of rules behind things that you do to uh, increase your discipline, increase your. You know, like, if you're doing something beneficial, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's okay if you don't get hung up on whether it's a mission statement or you just write a list of goals. Either one of those things are going to help you. And you can iterate over time. Sure. Um, but does that make sense? So Yeah. But I, in terms of what a mission statement actually is, it's more of a story. It's mm. more of an idea, a story of uh, a picture. 
if mm-hmm. you will. Sure. <laughs> of someone that you would like to see in the future, the, the version of you that you, you'd like to see in the future. And in cases of corporations, if done right, mm. a mission statement embodies the values of a corporation. And you see those values in every interaction with your bosses. Mm. You see it in your paycheck. You see it in the benefits. You see it in when someone's sick, how that gets handled. You mm. see it... Um, like when someone's doing poorly and how that's handled and how they're encouraged or not. And mm-hmm. you see it, how replacements come in. You see a, cor- a corporation's values in, in almost every interaction with that corporation, you know, especially as an employee. And a, a mission statement is meant to embody those values. It's meant to say, here's our story based on those values. Sure. You know? um, and so it's basically saying, we are the kind of corporation that does this in this way and for these reasons. Sure. And it's kind of like a goal, but it's more of a, like I said, more of a development of a character than... A corporate character. Yes. And even that corporate, even that corporation is made up of individuals who would share that vision, if you will. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, but that, yes. that yeah. desire to change their own personal character to assimilate. Right. And I think, again, if a company does it right, Mm. they're not going to get everybody because not everyone's going to have the same values as every company. I mean, that's that's ludicrous, right? But if they do it right, you can attract the kind of people that will align with your values and you'll be successful. They'll be successful because you're in the same boat, so to speak, right? You have the right people on the bus, mm-hmm. and ideally, you know, on the right seat on the bus. Um, I think about, like, my company. Um, we talk about our company values all the time. I work for a company called Automotive, and I've worked for quite a few companies. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, I think, very highly of this company. And the reason is they have values, and they stick to them. And if you put all their values together, it would be what I call their mission statement. Because it's just sure five, basically, rules, values. The first one is we put people first always. The mm-hmm. second is we do the right thing every time. The third is we fight for customer success. Fourth, we commit to excellence by paying attention to details. And five is we labor for simplicity. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, if you put that package together, to me, that's a mission statement. Right? Sure. It's, it's a definition of a character that we want to be or that we want the corporation to be. And the reason that I enjoy working at this company so much is that they truly do embody those principles. And I happen to agree with those principles in almost Mm. every way that they facilitate them within the corporation, which means there's alignment, which means there's integrity going back to that concept. Not Mm -hmm. like we uh, were super uh, (laughs) moral, but that there's a structural integrity with the company because all parts for the most part, are aligned. No, it's not perfect. But. No, and that's it's funny. You bring that second one. We do the right thing every mm. time. Yeah, that one's an interesting one. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I would, you know, it's like, it can almost sound arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. That we do the right thing because that's who we are. And yeah, it, it can, it, the other side, if you will, the continuum is... We have we we have to wrestle with that yeah. at times. Yeah, I would say that one's a sticking point more than the other one, simply because what is right in each circumstance. Sometimes That's... what is right is right for the corporation itself mm-hmm. because it benefits us. It increases our bottom line, which means everybody wins in mm. a corporation of two hundred plus people. All you know, the the tide is rising and all boats are rising, right? Sure. Sometimes we flip the script, and most I mean, you can see that we fight for customer success is the next one down, and we put people first is the mm-hmm. first one. Like sometimes the script is flipped, and the right thing is for the customer. Like mm. but the right thing is that that can be a fuzzy one. Yeah. Um, but it's still a helpful paradigm because it's like, well, we could do this lesser thing and kind of cheat the thing in whatever that answer is whatever that solution is or we could do the right thing we know what the right thing is let's Mm. just do that now instead of this band-aid fix or whatever so it's kind of meant to be more of like a don't shoot for a lesser goal but shoot for the right thing you know no i hear you and i and i think i think even as individuals we can often wrestle with that 
yeah. knowing what the right thing is, yeah. but yet it's going to cost us more. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost us more time. It's going to mm-hmm. cost us more mm-hmm. whatever materials. I'm thinking of from my perspective, yeah. you know, in a construction world, yeah. you know, it's like, do I fix that thing correctly mm-hmm. or do I put a Band-Aid on it that mm-hmm. says, okay, that will look good from the surface? Yeah. And I and I and I guess that's what I'm as as you and mm. I are discussing. You know, there you're talking about it from a, a corporate entity, mm. and yet so much of this can be brought back to the individual mm-hmm. as well. And I and I and I guess I I think of that even from you know some of our listeners and people who have said you know we enjoy it you know and because not everybody that listens to this podcast is in a corporation, right? Yep. And so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's like, and, and I think for me, I'll, I'll admit, um, it's, it hasn't been till probably in the recent, most recent years that I've been uh, elbow to elbow or shoulder to shoulder with you enough to recognize that, you know, yeah, if I may, that beginning with the end in mind type thing to be able to have a story mm-hmm. that you write in hopes of mm-hmm. that becoming the story. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Yeah. And so I think that's where the mission statement comes in. And you had a, mm-hmm. yeah. another, uh, yeah. Yeah. Analogy. So, you know, you, you, you mentioned begin with the end of the mind, which mm-hmm. is, you know, one of the seven habits and the seven habits for highly effective people book by Stephen Covey which um, we may have referenced before. We'll reference, I'll reference a million more times on this podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. Just read the book and you can stop listening. We we can put that on the link. stop listening We need to put that on the link at least. That's right. Yeah. You can remind me that. I will will do so. Yeah, but he talks about beginning with the end in mind is one of the chapters in his book. And you also said, we're talking about corporate mission statement, but Mm -hmm. it can also work on a personal level. And that's really what that chapter is about is kind of the personal mission statement and his whole point is beginning with the end in mind and so one of my favorite parts of that chapter is the very beginning he walks Mm. us through this kind of mental exercise he says you know picture that you're in a church and you're walking up the aisles and as you do you notice people are a little bit teary-eyed some people are sobbing you know and you're just walking up the aisle and you're paying attention to who's there. You're like, oh, you know, Uncle Bobby's here. That's interesting. And get closer to the front and you realize, oh, this is more of my family. And of course, as you walk up to the casket, you know, you look in and guess what? It's, it's you. <laughs> you're dead. And you just happen to be looking in on this funeral situation. And he says, as you walk back out the back door and past all these people, what are they saying about you? What do they think about you? What is it that they have in their mind that you were as a person that they're Mm. now kind of bringing to the surface here in this event? And does it align with who it is that you want them to think you are, right? Mm. Like, what are the things you want to hear from them? Mm -hmm. What are the results you want to have at that point in your life that that would be part of what they you know, embody. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that is beginning with the end in mind. That is saying, look to that place and mm-hmm. figure out how you can get there. Figure out what it is you want to be. And that is your mission statement, right? Like, sure. And even, you know, we were talking about this kind of corporate, well, the values, mm-hmm. we are talking about the values and it's not, I would say it's, it's not quite far enough to say that's a mission statement because when you say, well, what is the right thing? What mm-hmm. determines that is who that character you want to be in your mission statement, right? Like, sure. I want to be a successful businessman who, you know, makes X amount of dollars and whatever. Well, then the right thing might tilt towards the business side of making sure it's profitable. If your mission statement says, I want to be a man of integrity, you know, mm-hmm. man who people look to and say, that guy is trustworthy. And they, you know, at that point at at my death, they say, you could trust him with anything. And um, if you ever wondered, if you ever need advice about the right thing to do, Mm. like they would come to that person, right? If you wanted that picture, then that would 
you would describe that in your mission statement. And sure. then when your value is we do the right thing every time, it's it's a little bit clearer about what that looks like. Right? Sure. Yeah. Your values can align with that character, the persona that you, you've built. And, you know, a mission statement can be, like I said, a paragraph, eight paragraphs, sure. two pages. Like, it's a story, essentially. And however you can develop that into a package that is memorable, referenceable, yeah. usable, then you can begin to operate on it, you know? And yeah. even the smallest things. And I think it's interesting, I think, uh, as, as you were sharing, you know, the businessman that wants to make it profitable and, you know, the person who might want to, you know, live a life of integrity. We're not saying those two things have to be separate. Right. You know, right. and, and, and I think part of that, I think at times we can almost separate those. Well, mm -hmm. it's just about the business. I have mm -hmm. to be. But I think there is the ability, you know, in a in in our design to be able to say, no, sometimes the most sometimes I have to take a loss mm -hmm. to be able to be more marketable, if I may use that terminology. Mm -hmm. You follow me in, mm -hmm. in a sense that says, yes, it would be better for me as an individual and as a company to do that right thing, even if I have to take a loss and long term, that will probably serve me better than just having a single minded aspect of profit is my number one mm -hmm. Energy, right. you've all, and yeah. I, and I think that's, I, yeah, I was thinking mm -hmm. about it so much with that that casket type moment. Go ahead, you were. Yeah, I see. Oh, I want to hear. I want to hear what you're. Saying. Well, no, I was thinking about it from that casket type moment. As far as how that would impact our daily decisions, mm -hmm. you follow me in that in yes. that sense of. Yeah. Okay, who do I mm -hmm. want to be and what am I doing in this very moment mm -hmm. that is counter to who I want to be? And I yeah. think that's where it comes, you know, that's where for me, the mission statement becomes personal. Yes. And any individual, I, you know, 13 mm -hmm. something to 73 something can basically still adopt that dynamic. And I think, you know, we have these aha moments in life that basically challenge some of our paradigms, if you will. Right. You know, someone who might have just found out they have cancer, someone who just found out they're expecting, mm -hmm. you know, all of these little big situations can tend to affect how I view what matters. Right. Yes. And I think yes. those are those are part of the things that help mm. us shape, mm. you know, or can help us shape that mission statement. And I there there are also the things that can knock us askew mm. with, without you know, without mission statement, without that beginning with the end in mind, it can be, you know, I am you're you're nineteen years old going off to college saying I'm gonna be a world renowned architect. And then by 20, your, your girlfriend's pregnant and you're now mm. figuring out life through that lens. And that North Star has mm. been shifted, right? And it's, and it's, I'm not saying uh, that in, in real life, that doesn't have to affect the dream. It just mm. obviously is going to cause a whole different set of circumstances and paths that you have to take. But it does not have to offset that if that is your end in mind. Sure. The problem is when we don't articulate those things and when we don't define those things, it's easy to go, well, I guess this is where I am now. And someday mm -hmm. I can get back to that. But now your vision is skewed over here. And I think, I, I was thinking about another uh, really good book called Principle of the Path by An Andy mm -hmm. Stanley. Another mm -hmm. another link we got to put in there. Sure. Um, it's such a good book. And it's essentially the beginning with the end in mind. <laughs> as a book <laughs> but he talks about exactly what you said which is when you know where you want to go 
-hmm. you see the the destination in the distance you've marked it you've plotted it on a map mm -hmm. then you can look down at your feet right now and say are they pointed towards that mm -hmm. right yeah you can look down and say is this next step in that direction or is it you know askew or mm -hmm. you know and even when you have to take some pit stops or side streets or whatever like again going back to that situation where you now you have a girlfriend who's pregnant you have to figure out how to deal with that situation mm -hmm. you know that doesn't have to change the destination but you might have to take a pit stop you might mm -hmm. have to whatever a detour right right in that direction right and so then those steps off of that path are intentional and mm -hmm. that's very important right mm -hmm. to be able to I mean, it comes back to proactivity. It comes back to a lot of those principles that precede beginning with the end in mind. But basically, I have the power to choose how I deal with this in order to maintain that vision, maintain that sure. mission. Um, I don't know. It's very good. And then, you know, you were talking about profit and corporation. And just so we're clear, there's nothing wrong with profit in corporations and that being a goal or whatever. I think that a lot of shrewd businessmen, I know a lot of shrewd businessmen that I respect. And even Proverbs kind of talks about like mm. shrewdness, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I think there's value in that. I think that's not a sole value that anyone should operate on or just sure. like, you know, many other values shouldn't be the sole value. You know? But I think in a properly packaged mission statement, having profits be part of that or having a successful business or whatever can be very beneficial. But when you just only think about profits, it can sure. tend to when it becomes a single-minded focus, right? Sure. Then it can then it can be potentially be problematic, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I don't. know. You just made me think of that when you're talking about the profit mind. It, it really kind of comes down to that's not necessarily a full-blown character you've developed. It's just one goal, sure. one thing. And it can become uh, it can become problematic because in chasing a single goal mm -hmm. and getting to it, you could find that wow, I'm so far from the path to be where who I want to be. Sure, and that happens a lot, right? Like yeah. in corporations or even <laughs> like it doesn't have to be corporations. It can no, be that's... a guy who intended to go to college or whatever, and then you know, and now he's working at his dad's whatever shop, and he's unhappy or whatever. And it can be, I was chasing something. Sure. Right? Whether it's profit in the scenario of a guy who got really successful, lost his soul, that kind of idea. Or it's the guy who's who intended to be the world-class architect, but now he's working in the basement of his parents, whatever, uh -huh. wishing he could have been that and not. You know, you yeah. find yourself so far off the path. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, and it's it's almost disheartening to hear you mm -hmm. talk about that, but yet I know that's where people find themselves mm -hmm. on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you know, and and so that's that's where I would say speak to that person mm -hmm. who who had the the vision, the architect, whatever it was, and somewhere along the way, like you said earlier, they got derailed life happened and so the mission statement if you will has become this this resented thing mm. because it's it's it, it, it's tainted if you will i had one of those once and look where it got me mm. i had goals yeah you you, yeah. you know you you yeah. you think of it and i think of it in the context of you know possibly that bitter older person that hmm. says yeah i had goals once hmm. you know dream your dreams but <laughs> you know hmm. this is where you'll end up mm -hmm. you follow me and and, yeah. and so speak to that sense of hope because i mm. i do mm. <laughs> i have uh i have bought into this vision if you will i'm working on it for mm. myself personally but i do think that that end in mind and i think there is um mm. we can we can um run into that bitterness mm. of people who have sought the goal mm -hmm. and missed mm -hmm. And therefore, hmm. you know, we hear that resentment hmm. and you get the idea. I just, it's just so, yeah. It, yeah. 
think about how common of a trope that is in movies. Yes. Right? Like, the guy's down and out. Yep. And he missed his chance or whatever. And the redemption story and how, you know... I mean, essentially, the dream is never dead till you let it die. Hmm. Um, that doesn't mean... Sometimes it means... you. <laughs> sometimes dreams die because they're meant to. Hmm. Right? And there's... No, like, for instance, going back to the architect dreams of that, maybe you won't ever get to that dream you had when you were 19. Sure. You might never be that world-class ar- architect. But... M- it's arguable to say that that was even the right mission statement, that that was even the be- the right beginning mm. with the end in mind. And it doesn't even matter. Like, that moment's gone. What is it that you want to be when you die now? Mm. And adjust accordingly. Sure. Because the cool thing about the principle of the path is it doesn't matter where you are around in in the path, right? Like, anywhere in, the, in this world, you can still point out the destination and say, I want to get there. And start heading that way. No sure. matter where you are, you can start heading that way. Well, and I think I think you you're bringing up a great point. And I think so much of what we're fundamentally talking about is character, hmm. because I do think you know if we're just talking about dreams and goals, age factors into that so hmm. much. You know, when I'm well, I'm, you still play basketball, you know, but <laughs> at, at, <laughs> you know at a certain age, I might dream of being an NBA star. Right. You follow me? Yep. And, but yeah, I recognize mm-hmm. that I don't have that talent at that mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And that comes later on in life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, what we're talking about is something that is probably developed more through time mm-hmm. as I interact with the world and I experience things. Mm-hmm. And what do I want to be about? Not just what yeah. do I want to be doing? Not what yeah. do I want to do? How much do I want to make? Yeah. And I think, you know, we've, you know, mm-hmm. even from an occupational standpoint, that has motivated a lot of our, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts. What job can I make mm-hmm. good money at? Or, mm-hmm. you know... Versus, okay, what do mm. I really want to be about? What mm. passions do I have? Yeah. What talents do I have, you know, innately, if you will? What have I been designed to do? And I think taking those things into consideration is also tremendously helpful yeah. when I when I am formulating, if you will, this mm-hmm. mission statement. Go ahead. I see, I see the gears. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens, guys. Mark says so many interesting things, and it just triggers my brain. And I can't just waiting. That's why I give you the time. I I, I, I see it, and it's like, okay, time for me to stop and go. But everyone else is like, stop. We want to hear what Mark is saying. (laughs) That's not true. Mark's done. No, it's all good. Um, (laughs) In that process, it was developed over time. So we started. I started out by saying how it's done, and, and. the details aren't as important as just do it, you know. Hmm. But now we're to the point where we're talking about actual pedantic differences, and it does matter. Like once, yeah. once because again, for me, it's about iteration. But I think once you're into it, the differences really matter. And in hmm. what you're talking about is goals versus persona, goals versus hmm. you, the character that you want to be. Hmm. And if you define the character you want to be by the goals, by the things you're meant, you want to accomplish that can be problematic, right? Because Mm. it's like, well, now I can't be that person because that opportunity's gone. I can't go to the NBA now, so what the heck am I? I'm nothing, Uh, right? sure. And that's problematic. Like, we should be separating goals and those things. So basically, it's like, I want to be a person like this, who looks like this, who, when this situation happens, does Mm. this. And then we can say, once we have determined and affirmed what that looks like, now we have a framework to build goals off of. But to say, does this goal align with that person? Well, great. Let's write it down. Let's start working on that goal. And if we don't hit it, it doesn't change who that person is. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And I, and I it's, it's interesting because I think when I'm thinking about what you're saying, you know, what comes to mind is uh, when, when we are sometimes out to the property, my wife, Chris, will, will, she'll 
talk about, okay, that's the tree where the grandkids swing goes. Mm -hmm. You follow me? Yeah. And, and I, it's like, and that's nothing again, you know, about our kids. That's nothing about pressure to our kids that they have. And that's what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Whether they do or whether they don't have grandkids someday, we're thinking about, or my wife, I should say, is thinking about, you know, that's where it goes. That's the end. And we want to live our lives to be able to develop a legacy, mm -hmm. if you will. And that's what I hear in that. And it's like, so when I'm thinking about that end of life experience, you know, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, that impact. And how do I want, mm -hmm. you know, my grandkids, what do I want them to say about me? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I want them to say about my character? Mm. You know, that's that's what comes to mind in me. And, you know, it's like, so when I stop and think about, okay, that small aspect of that's the tree where the swing goes, you know, it incorporates all of those other characteristics mm -hmm. of who I want to be. And I think for me, that's what a mission statement is. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. the, the, the swing set tree... Yes is a representative mm -hmm. of a desire to build family relationships. Yeah. And how do we do that mm -hmm. in a way that has an impact over time? Mm -hmm. You know, that because uh, it's, you know, it's like, and I, I think that's mm -hmm. where age factors into that, you know, because I think it becomes more important. Character can become mm -hmm. more important over time. That's not to say that 20-somethings, don't have character don't don't hear that but you know it's like what becomes important is developed over time i think to a certain degree and i understand that mm -hmm. you know certain people are going to hear that and they're going to agree with me and it's say yeah i understand exactly i'm about 50 and i'm starting to think that way or even more so and i think that's mm -hmm. where that whole and i think that's part of the the dynamic that makes the mission statement as i understand it that character development within me more important mm -hmm. because it is about being able to have, you know, reciprocal relationships and being able to invest mm -hmm. in people, invest in my own family and even invest in other people's families to where they can develop their own sense of legacy. And how do I want, mm -hmm. you know, this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's part of your mission statement, right? Like the unwritten one, the one that we're writing right now on this podcast is this <laughs> idea of disseminating legacy. Sure. And I, I can't wait till we talk about Sparrow's Nest. I will look forward to that as well. Next, that's a little yeah, teaser. Yeah, a little teaser. Yeah. Well, uh, what Mark's got going on. But uh, yeah, I mean, I when I look at it it's, from it's Sparrow's my, Rest, by the way. Sparrow's. That's what I said. <laughs> no, I got, that's a good point. It's funny because when you were talking about the swing, I kept picturing, I'm like, oh, she's building her nest, Chris. You know? <laughs> it's not a nest, though. It's rest. Um, I should uh, fix that typo on my document. It's uh, all good. But uh, no, just thinking about like that, you just described essentially what I see in you and Chris and what I mm. see in your, your, your dreams and like, again, just disseminating, disseminating legacy, which if you don't put that in your mission statement, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but <laughs> I just kidding. You're not, it's not going to get a passing grade from Justin if I don't have that in my mission <laughs> statement. Yes. Nah. Um, yeah, that's really good. I, No. I just lost my thought. It's okay. It happens. It does. I only have so, thoughts when you talk. So. Well, and, and that's okay. I can talk. But so, <laughs> so take us into a snapshot of the difference between Justin's corporate company values hmm. and Justin's personal hmm. character values. Are these yours? Is the company I I respect it, but then what are you? Do you have separate ones hmm. as part of your personal mission statement? Well, and what might some hmm. of yours be? 
I don't actually. Well, <laughs> I, I have a mission statement. Okay, true. Yeah. I should ask that question maybe <laughs> before we got on this How topic. Embarrassing, Mark. Uh, <laughs> no, Justin actually, really doesn't have a mission statement. <laughs> I have it. I got to be honest and say I don't reference it as often as I should. Uh, okay. Um, I definitely have one in my head, yes, and I think you do too. Right. And I think almost everybody does. Sure. Okay. I think the value of writing it is, uh, you know, mm. basically making it concrete in a sense. Sure. But it's not concrete. It's paper, which means you can modify it. You can sure. change it. Um, so, yes, I do have a mission statement. Um, I think the question is the difference between my company's corporate values and my personal values. Yeah. Um, I think one of the reasons I like this company is their values I agree with. Now, sure. the practice of how those values play out are very much going to be filtered through my values, right? right? Integrity is one of them, and we've talked about that, and like that's become something very valuable to me is hmm. to be the same person everywhere. So if I can't be who I am in a corporation, in a company, hmm. then it's, I look for the exit. You know, I'm saying, okay, that's fine. This isn't hmm. my company, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, so integrity is a big part of that. And, you know, we talked about integrity at length, but it's not necessarily saying you guys don't think righteously and therefore I can't work here. It's about mm. saying, are you real? Are you connected? Are you connecting mm. who you say you are with the results that you're producing? Sure. And that is just, I would argue, go so far as to say almost a non-negotiable for me. Like, if I don't feel like the the char- the persona that we're building matches what we're producing, mm. and I don't have the ability to correct that that dissonance, right? Like that mm-hmm. the, dif- the difference. difference. Yep. If I don't have the opportunity to speak into that and to work to connect those two, then there's just it's not a good fit for me. I can't. Mm. It's very difficult, if not impossible, to stay in that situation. Sure. For me personally. Right. You know? And I don't think that necessarily means everyone should be like that. I think sometimes you can go to work every day, you know, work for the man, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and still maintain your integrity and who you are. But, you know, that's, for me, one of the things, right, is yeah. integrity. Um, yeah. And then in terms of how, how my other values that... Yeah, for you personally. Um, a big part of what I value is, I mean all the things that are encompassed by Celebrate Recovery, being able to be involved in that ministry and ministry of, of a similar nature, of being able to help broken people, being able to walk alongside mm-hmm. and put my arm around my sh- the shoulder of people like me who are broken. Mm-hmm. And again, where does that align with the corporate values? I would argue if, that, if I work at a corporation where that is cut off and unable to happen. So in other mm-hmm. words, if I traveled a lot, mm-hmm. it might be an example, right? Um, or I don't know, or a cor- maybe a corporation that was completely against any kind of Christian ideals or principles and you know, mm, like persecution, sure. that kind of thing. I've never experienced that in my life. Most, mm-hmm. you know, all the companies I've worked for have been very friendly towards me and my beliefs or whatever. Um, but that could be something that where they would disalign. But I don't know. Does that? begin to start to answer the question i think there's so many like you could talk about that a long time and go a lot of different directions it's kind of hard oh family is another one so yeah so i think yeah working at this company one thing i really love is that it is there's not an expectation to work 60 hours for your your 40 hours that you're paid right Mm. now there's crunch times that occur and whatever. It's a normal company. But right. that's one thing that I value in some of the companies I work for is that they value family. And so if you mm. have to take a kid to the dentist, like we had to take Joseph to um, um, emergency dental surgery Monday. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he woke up with a basketball on his cheek on Sunday. Right, I And uh, he had an infection and all that. And so we had to get him into the, the dentist. They took two teeth out. And, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, which it, apparently it wasn't because of anything bad on his part in terms of brushing teeth. It was just, they put caps or something and sometimes infections can get behind them. I don't know. Oh, wow. It's, it's outside my expertise and not worth, worth talking about. But the point is when those moments occur, 
I know my company will not look down on us for stepping mm. out for a minute or say, hey, I have to run run over there and help my wife get him into the room because mm. he's, you know, a little bit tipsy as he's walking into the sure. the room or whatever. So um, that's all. That's very family. valuable to me. Family yeah, first. Family. Yep. God yeah. first, family. Yeah. 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 No, and, and I think that's where I'm at is, is, is I respect the fact that we can have this conversation about corporation and yet, you know, that's 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 one end of the spectrum. Yeah. And we can recognize there are a, a bunch of people, you know, who don't necessarily work for the corporation who might listen to the podcast. And yet, you know, that doesn't mean that a mission statement is not important to the, for them as mm-hmm. well. I would argue it's more important yeah. if you're in a situation or a company or whatever that doesn't align with your values one one mm. way or another. And again, I don't want people to hear that and think, you know, my company isn't doesn't have Christians as their founders or whatever mm. that is. That's not, I'm saying like if you feel like your values have to be uh, compromised to work mm. there. And again. I don't mean you have to steal from people. It could be like, I have to work longer than I should. I hear you. And I can't get to my family's events. Sure. Can't take my son to soccer. Whatever. Like, that might be, like, hopefully is a value of yours or whatever. Or maybe mm-hmm. you don't have kids and the values are different. But the point is, if you're in a place where you can't reconcile your values with the place that you're in, whether mm-hmm. it's work, mm-hmm. school, church family event like whatever right then i would argue a mission statement is just as more maybe more valuable to you to determine your path out to sure. determine the steps that you take on a, every day and personally i could speak to that because i remember mm-hmm. talking to my good friend dave paletti and he'd, he'd be happy to hear you know have us tell this story but mm. um we, you know he and i used to meet for accountability uh, maybe about 10 years ago Okay. More than that. This is about wow. 12, wow. 12, 13 years ago. I don't know. And we met at the coffee shop and we would talk about things. And at the time I was a house painter mm. and I hated it. I hated just the grunt, the grunt, the grind. And mm-hmm. it's a dirty job and it's meticulous. And, and I had to work through my own kind of hate of that and kind of come sure. to this place of like acceptance and, and, and contentment. But it still was just like a, a ground level thing of like, this doesn't align with the person that I really want to be, mm. which, uh, yeah, I could go <laughs> along. You can be a painter and still be a good, you know, the person you want to be. But I'm yeah, just, it wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. I wanted something different. I wanted, mm. I wanted more for me in, again, more is relative. I I, I'm not saying painting, painting, uh, <laughs> uh I just needed something different. And, Fair enough. Um, so in this conversation with Dave, you know, he's he told me a quote. He, I don't know where he got it, and he mm. might have made it up on the spot. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It worked. He said, you know, experts are somebody who spent an hour a day for, you know, two mm. years, sure. right, to learn a thing, and you become an expert. He's like, an expert doesn't mean a whole lot. It just means you put time in, you know. Get your ten thousand hours. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or in this yeah. case, that's it's not ten thousand. It's like yeah, three fifty or something. <laughs> the the point is that the barrier to entry to becoming an expert in a thing is not as high as one would think. Mm. But it's just time. It's experience. It's putting in. And I, and I took that to heart. I was like, you know what? I may be a house painter, but I can spend an hour a day reading about design, like mm. working on a website, like doing these little things on my own time. To mm-hmm. develop a skill set, right? That sure. I already had, that I was, but to become an expert, right? Sure. Because once I'm an expert, I should be able to get hired. I should be able to sell mm. websites to people. Uh, you know, an expert can do more than what I can do. Sure. And so I started doing that. I put the time in. I started volunteering at the church, doing their website, their graphic design stuff. Mm. And, you know, whatever. The rest is history. You know, good, good, happy ending. Like, I'm in a. My, my career trajectory has gone really well. A lot of that just has to do with grace. But I will say that putting in that time resulted from saying, I want to be that kind of person, an mm-hmm. expert, right? Let's use that word. And I want to be an expert in web development. Mm-hmm. 
And therefore, every day I could take steps towards that destination. Sure. And I think that's all wrapping it back to this thing. That's possible on any given day, in any given situation. Mm. You could be in a place you don't want to be, but that doesn't mean you can't start walking away from that place. Sure. But it takes intentionality. Yeah. Which I think is a good summary of what this is about. Yeah. That's great. And I, and I think of it and sometimes we, you know, a two degree difference. Yeah. You know, Whew. over, over time, yeah. you know, ends up in a completely different place. Yeah. And I think that's where we're at. Mm. It's, you know, our desire is to say, okay, yeah, mm. for that person that may not be where they want to be, that doesn't mean that's where you continue to have to be. And there are choices. There are options. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may not seem it. There may not seem as accessible mm -hmm. as what you described 12 minutes, excuse me, 12 years down the road. But, you know, right. ultimately that mm -hmm. option is still available. And, mm -hmm. you know, for us, I think it's our desire to encourage anyone, you know, to develop that mission statement. Mm -hmm. What do I want with God's grace involved, you know, mm -hmm. how do I, you know, what have I been designed? What gifts do I have? What, what am I passionate about? I think, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, that's in the passion is another, you know, yes, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a word comes to mind is holy discontent, you know, mm -hmm. like Moses, what mm -hmm. was, what are the things that make mm -hmm. you angry? You know, and be not not mad, you know, but in that sense that you have a passion yeah. about them. And I and I think, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. a that's a key to unlocking that mission statement to a certain degree is what, you know, was I designed to do mm -hmm. and what do I have passions for? Mm -hmm. And in some ways working towards those to be able to do that more. So mm -hmm. like I say that's that's so thanks for sharing, Justin. I got one other thought. Go right ahead. Maybe, wrap, maybe, wrap, maybe. Wrap, wrap it up if you want. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Um, I was thinking about GPS. Sure. You, you mentioned two degrees difference, right? Yeah. And like the interesting thing about that, like if you look on a globe and two degrees, or you, you know, you think about degrees on a circle, mm -hmm. right? 360 degrees. Two degrees different is not that different yep. today. That's correct. Tomorrow, next week. Two degrees for infinity is... Mm. A different planet sure. right like yeah it's it's a completely because it goes on and on and on and you get further and further and further and further but mm -hmm. the thing is with like a gps is you plug in the coordinates mm -hmm. right and then it says you know go this way for a while and you're uh, like that my destination's over there why are we going this way well because we don't want to drive through houses mm -hmm. sure there's <laughs> you know, a trees road are in straight the way. there yeah yeah or you know you think of i think about um a boat i've seen a boat gps where mm. it shows a line from where you are all the way off the screen. And sure. it's just kind of this trajectory, right? Right. And, you know, you're you're driving towards your point, on, like especially on a lake or whatever. You don't have as many obstacles. But then, you know, there's a, a buoy. Sure. And so you have to turn, right? So, and that line, oh my goodness, it's like pointing 90 degrees away from where you want to be. But you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're avoiding this obstacle. But your intention is still that point on the map. Like you're you're gonna course correct. Yeah. Right? You're gonna yeah. get back to that trajectory. And that's what a mission statement is. It's at that point mm. in the GPS where no matter where your line is pointing right now, mm -hmm. you know I I'm gonna get back to that, right? Like sure. I have to avoid this obstacle. Again, going back to that nineteen year old is gonna be an architect or whatever. Like that was your point on the map. Well, guess what? If you don't course correct, you're gonna slam into this dock sure right yeah yeah uh, and you have to slow down you have to go around the curve you have mm. to endure the situation right like now you have a, a baby right and that changes so much yeah but that doesn't mean you can't swing that line back to match that right yeah it just might be a little bit slower going it might be a little more difficult or we always can change that point on the G GPS and mm. say, you know, I was going to go to my mom's house, but instead I'm going to go to my, my sister's house, right? Yeah. And recognize that that was a good option, but this is probably the right option today or right now based on new information. Yeah. Right? We can change that. We can change our course. I think that's... 
I think it's valuable to understand the flexibility yeah. and be flexible and understand that, but also understand the value of intentionality Yeah, and how those things can, can work together. And, and if I may, I think, you know, the, the straight line, I think that can be the frustration Yeah, because, you know, I just wanted to go right there, but there's something to be said for tides and wind that tend to shift us. And being able to overcome that and still make the course corrections that are part mm -hmm. of the success, if I may, mm -hmm. of achieving. Mm -hmm. It's like if I if if all I ever did was walk straight towards something I want and I could pick it up and have it, I just I just there's no gratification in that. But if I really have to work at mm -hmm. something, if I have to start with that first step, and it, it just makes mm -hmm. the experience so much more rewarding. And, I, and I, it's not that it's de a definite destination. I want to recognize this is a path we're talking. Mm -hmm. You know, no one ever gets to the, right. to, the, to the prize, I guess. But yet there are, there are prizes that we acquire mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm through character don't get me wrong there but you know it's like is ever is anyone ever you know have all the character no right and i think that's so yeah that's that's where i'm i mean that's paul i press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling mm. you know and he's basically saying i'm almost there but i'll never be there so i keep pressing yes. towards the high calling I mean, if that doesn't wrap this up, I don't know what does. You know, this, yeah. That's what a mission statement is. It's defining the high calling that, that yeah, we believe wow. that we have for ourselves. Why didn't we start with that? Because we ended with it. <laughs> okay. 50 minutes and 47 seconds. It's a good time. Yes, it is. This is how I see it. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Justin. Hey. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like how I see it, please do all the things that podcasts tell you to do. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us, uh, and or talk nicely about us on social media. If you want to reach out, the email is us at howiseeit.click. Yep, I said dot click, as in dot C-L-I-C-K. Please tell your friends about this show, and we'll see you on the next one.